0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Well, Of Course. And today is a historic day. Before I tell you what the historic day is, uh, let's welcome Neil and Satya. So guys, as I said, it's a historic day and uh, a day that is definitely remarkable in the history of modern India. And modern India or modern Indian cricket? Modern India, man. Of course, I'm talking about the release of poster of the biopic of PM Modi. <laughs> that, was, talking that was about surprise. <laughs> so if you guys have not seen the poster, uh, please uh, leave everything you are doing hmm. and just go and check out the amazing poster in which Vivek Oberoi does not look like Vivek Oberoi or PM Modi. I but was
1: actually seeing this poster in Twitter, and somebody yeah, said, neither looks like Vivek aura nor Narendra Modi.
0: Coming to cricket, uh, it is another uh, definitely a historical day. And uh, the reason it is a historical day, because one of the uh, questions that was in the minds of every Indian citizen has been answered. And the question was, what exactly is Ravi Shastri? And today, we got to know that he is the coach. So did this question not trouble you guys? I mean, I always wondered what uh, somebody like Ravi Shastri is doing.
1: I don't know. It's uh, Last time when I hear heard, it was uh, team director. That's what the position he held. And it was that 18-month uh, of tenure he was always talking about when he was not picked as a coach behind Anil Kumle. And then when he came back, I thought he replaced Anil Kumle, who was the coach. So probably he was coach, but I, I really d- didn't get a chance to see the end of the match uh, a lot. But uh, it was pretty much anti-climax today, right? Uh, you, this is a big day for Indian cricket, and there was not a ball, not a single ball bowled. <laughs> so that is not what I was expecting. But uh, I saw the celebration, the dance moves, Pujara attempting his best, <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah,
2: I also didn't get a chance to see that but coming back to ravi shastri i think the only time he gave me joy was when i saw a picture in twitter where he had big belly plunging out and then someone <laughs> tweeted if kohli will not deliver ravi <laughs> Oh, i remember that it was england tour after the last that uh, <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> At least that was good.
0: Okay, on a serious note. So, today, uh, both Kodi and Ravi Shastri attributed this win as uh, being higher than 1984 World Cup win and 2011 World Cup win. Do you guys agree with that? (laughs) Uh, I mean,
2: 1983 World Cup was big. And that is the reason why even we are having this podcast today. I mean, uh, honestly, because 1983 changed Indian cricket forever. I mean... uh, uh, we have heard many interviews from Kapil Dev and all those players who were playing in that cup, right? They, they said that they never expected to win the World Cup. Their family went to England as if they are going for a picnic or something. And when they won, suddenly the money and all the viewers just changed. So, 1983 was big. I mean, that <laughs> it was huge. Uh, 2011 Steel World Cup is World Cup. I mean, this is significant, I, uh, I admit. So, so, you can always say, BBS. Klaxman's 280 World Cup. But uh, yeah, World Cup has its own place, I guess. And I think they're very happy. That's why they're saying
0: that, so yeah. yeah. Because uh, this question was put to Manjarekar and Agarkar. And uh, Manjarekar uh, gave very unexpected answer. He said, this is number four in my list of top five India's test victories. And uh, when asked what were the other top three, he mentioned, which I definitely agree, he mentioned 1971 uh, when India won in England under captaincy of Ajit Wadekar, okay. And then when we won uh, against uh, West Indies, again, it was a very tough team, uh, hmm. West Indian team. And one more he mentioned, which I have forgotten. But he said that uh, in the uh, heat of the moment, people tend to forget the uh, previous achievements. And maybe after some time, if we win another uh, tough victory achieved, maybe this will also be uh, relegated to some lower pedestal.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I
1: definitely agree with that. Uh, When uh, India won today, and Shastri and Kohli are living it. They are part of the victory. So it's very hard to expect some neutral opinion from them today. They're really happy. And everybody who hits a century in a winning cause, you will see in a presentation, they would say, this is one of my top centuries. And even Sachin would say today if he makes a uh, 102nd or 103rd century, right? And uh, previous achievements, yes. uh, As Satya said, 83 was. Nobody expected them. And when we went to this series, we knew that uh, history is against us. But how many of we thought that Australia was favorite? No one, probably.
0: Okay. so enough about Indian victory. Uh, Another uh, series that is going on is New Zealand versus Sri Lanka. And our dear Tisara Pereira scored a whirlwind 140 out of 74 balls, having 13 sixes and 8 fours at a strike rate of 189.18. And his team ended on the losing side.
1: Yeah, he made it in number seven. I mean, didn't we laugh at him a few days back when he was hit for five sixes? Now he hits four sixes in an over. He makes a century out of 57 balls. He played in number seven. He broke. Jai Surya's record of 11 sixes that he hit in 1996. I remember Jai Surya was at the top of his career at that time, and he was breaking every record in other day. We didn't have internet, but from every DD news every day, we used to hear that, hey, he broke the fastest 15 Sarja. We, he broke the fastest 148 balls, beating Azrudins. And he, he actually uh, beat the record of a very old record that was held for a very, very long time. And he kind of uh, probably he beat some Dhoni's record as well, uh, having highest score at number seven or something. I really have to cross check. But it was a phenomenal innings. Nobody else supported him in the other side of the crease. But uh, South African bowling with Dale Stain and uh, probably even uh, the other. Uh, fast bowlers, I forgot the name. He was also there. So it's very hard to score against them unless uh, you are really uh,
0: good. And it was his first century. Yeah. yeah, has been kind of a linchpin for this entire team, him and Angelo Matthews. You take them out of this team, and there's literally nobody. I mean, actually,
1: Matthews course. gets all the blame most of the time. They have changed so many times. Their captains, even Angelo Matthews, has become captain a lot of times.
0: Yeah. yeah. Back. Actually, every team goes through transition, but uh, the kind of transition, the length of this transition period for Sri Lanka has been probably the longest. Never Since retired. <laughs> they have not been able to find any uh, dependable players.
1: Yeah, they don't seem to be recovering at all. Uh, yeah. Especially if you see in the World Cup, they haven't really qualified for the uh, final round. They have to play the qualifier along with Bangladesh.
0: So other part of this uh, series, uh, New Zealand, and uh, there is one player uh, whom I do not love to love, is Ross Taylor. And okay. what a time he is having in the ODIs. And If you see his uh, performance in the previous year, he has scores of 12, 45 not out, 52, 1, 59, 113, 10, 181 not out, 80, 86 not out, 54, 90. Suddenly, Ross Taylor seems to be uh, in the forefront of New Zealand plans.
2: Yeah, actually, Ross Taylor is he was always a brave player. I mean, he can play some of the shots. Remember when he came to the scene, he used to play sweep shots to the fastball. Yeah. Something very new. So, and, but I think his form dipped his eye problems. I seriously do believe. <laughs> and, uh, in an interview that he was playing almost half blind. Uh, yeah. And it, it was, it was I, I'm just surprised that how come he was still playing in that squad, uh, New Zealand squad. So, but now,
0: I think, so, but I just want to know, why do you love to hate him? I always feel that uh, he is a kind of a very overrated player and I never saw him performing very well for a very, very long period of time.
1: Actually, yeah. he's one of the very few old timers that yeah, uh, exactly. New Zealand has. Yeah. And New Zealand is always known for, not for superstars, for these kind of players. I mean, they, they will be there, they will win in one-odd matches, they will really shine, and then they lose in a streak. So they, ha- they have not been a champion side ever, but they have been always producing decent players, uh, sometimes record-breaking. Like Corey Anderson, out of nowhere, bowl, broke the record and then disappeared.
0: Right, So yeah. uh,
1: they have been a team like a semi-finalist in every major tournament, right?
0: But yes. even in the current team, you see there is Guptel, and there's Kane Williams, whom I absolutely love. And uh, Southie is there, Bolt is there. Yep. I adore these people. But somehow Ross Taylor, uh, I have the same amount of love for him as much I have for Moin Kelly.
1: But, Moine- but their respective teams doesn't seem to have a better
2: player to play in their 11. So we have to give credit to them. Yeah, so, true. playing we'll-
0: like you summed up, right? His re- recent ten to fifteen innings or whatever has been really good. We start uh, shifting our gaze towards South Africa versus Pakistan, where South Africa got a very easy victory. It should have been ten wickets, but to credit of uh, Pakistan, they got one wicket. Actually,
1: they got uh, Amla retired hat also. I don't know what exactly happened, but uh, in scoreboard it shows retired. Hat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shows your
1: favorite, yeah.
0: So South Africa has already won this series two uh, zero and uh, the familiar uh, problems of Pakistan again coming into picture what do you guys see for uh, Pakistan?
1: (laughs)
2: Consistency.
0: (laughs) I am growing
1: up the only thing we knew about
2: Pakistan they're consistently inconsistent. (laughs) Yeah yeah lucky and uh, as usual they were looking ballers to do some miracles. Amir has lost his touch I mean uh, such a I mean he was such a good baller before uh, that match-fixing thing. I mean, everyone was thinking that he would actually, he's as good as or better than Washim. But uh, after he came, okay, he was good for some time. But seriously, he's not the same player. Uh, when I saw him first as a 17-year-old kid, um, 140, high 145, 146. He is definitely, he has lost his thing. I mean, he is not swinging the ball. as uh, His pace is okay, 140, 141. But at international level, If you are not doing too much with the ball,
0: I think it's easy to be negotiated. So players are playing him quite easily. Okay, but not uh, that great. So in his past uh, few matches, he has, uh, if you see his past five matches, he has taken five twice and four wickets. Twice, two in one match. I mean, if you see his career uh, performance, it is quite uh, more in line rather than any dip or any uh, peak, if you can say.
2: No, actually, that yeah. uh, that might be happening because the uh, the time when he played that five test match, that entire elapsed time might be, he was recently dropped after Asia Cup because he was. So then they have again brought him in. So I think last when Pakistan might have played a uh, five. Test match played in, in, well but he is not playing consistently for Pakistan actually. He is also um,
1: compared as a opposition whenever India-Pakistan match happens, opposition to Virat Kohli. But I don't really see it that way. They might be their best bowler but and he probably got him a few times. But the achievement Kohli, the records of Kohli is nowhere near what Mohammed Amir I can always and un- uh, I-, I understand that he missed out on five years of cricket, which is a big deal. But uh, he still cannot be. It's it cannot be still Waqar uh, versus Sachin or Rasim versus Sachin that we you we are used to uh, in 90s, right? Every time I look at uh, Pakistan and Zimbabwe squad, uh, it always looks different to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> there is a plane playing from Pakistan side. There is Abbas playing. And I, I call him Pakistan's Leo Messi, uh, Yashish Shah. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Yashish Shah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he looks like Messi to me. Yeah. And then you Shah have... is a very good borat. Yeah, he's a good guy. And quite a few of these guys have come from A-team or uh, from under-19. So Shahina Afridi has come from uh, under-19. And uh, this guy, Imamul haq he has come from under-19 and then quickly moved to the A-team and uh, yeah. made to the test debut very recently. Correct. And he's the cousin of Inzamam. Yes, yeah. I know. I think his yeah. nephew, right? Yeah. Sorry, your nephew, not cousin.
1: Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of debate about how much pressure he is in. He, is he going to live up to the expectation that Inzimam has set? And uh, But consistently, I think Azhar Ali is one of the old timers that I see always. And he has actually took retirement from the shorter version, right? Unlike other players who try to make money and uh, stop playing test cricket rather than ODI. OK.
2: So Azhar Ali, is he not even playing in Pakistan's uh, the T20 League, whatever, uh, that PSL or something? He Doesn't he play over there also?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably as Indians, we are least bothered about Pakistan's yeah. <laughs> domestic cricket.
0: Yeah. He is there. Uh, but I think he is not a very dependable uh, player in that one. As yeah. his teams have been changing.
1: But I think he had a major contribution when they won against England in England and he was uh, he was he's actually ex captain so okay uh, he's probably one of the experienced guys in the squad without that I don't see a lot of old timers there, yeah,
0: mostly there are new guys. Though. Now, Sarfaraz mm. is supposed to be an old timer as well.
1: Yeah, with that <laughs> uh, victory against India in the final of a yeah. ICC event, he has yeah. become a superstar. It's it'll be very hard
2: to take
1: away his captaincy in near future, I guess. Yeah,
2: but the best thing with Sarfaraz when they lost the fast match against India, they or uh, everyone knew that uh, uh, that Amir Khan's uh, PKS movie. Sarfraaz, yeah. To- yeah.
1: Guys, we actually forgot to address one big thing in the India-Australia series. Uh, I think the administration was criticized a lot for not allowing the batsman or the bowler to play when the light was less. A lot of people thought um, that uh, they could have used lights, uh, which is always good enough for a cricket match. They could have used a different ball with the same amount of roughness in the surface. because. In their opinion, what I heard, if you don't, if you don't allow test cricket to be played in different conditions, don't talk about uh, how do we stop shorter version of the cricket uh, getting more popular than test cricket. If you touch, if test cricket has to survive, it has to probably
0: adapt to the other rules, other situations. What do you say? True that, I, and in this case, the light was bad in this Pakistan versus South Africa match they could easily have added half an hour because the light was pretty good. 10 odd overs needed to be bold, and uh, they could have finished that match on the fourth day itself.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. So if they are going to be such stickler for stupid rules, then they are going to be stickler for stupid rules. I think, yeah.
1: the, I think the, the other side story was they didn't want to have injuries. They didn't want to have less visibility for the batsman. But I don't think they were actually consulted yeah. the player themselves. And if you see, if you ask the players, it's kind of true that they would always want to play. I mean, we have seen in South Africa, even the home players are not comfortable, where India was desperate to play because they had to save the match and win. So when there is a win, when there is a respect or prestige and stake, you tend to do some irrational decision, even if it's in the cost. It comes with the cost of your risk of injury or whatever. So it's a debatable thing that do, do you want to consult the players who who is probably more bothered about the pressure that their team has to win versus their own safety, versus uh, how much control you want to give the person who are actually involved instead of sitting in an AC room and making decisions.
2: Yeah, but I think they really need to adapt. Because otherwise, this sort of, I mean, everyone was criticizing. Michael Clark was quite harsh. They said that if Test cricket needs to survive, then this sort of things needs to go away. I mean, there, there has to be some sort of flexibility. Even Harsha Bhogle told the umpires are imprisoned by the rules. So they can't do even if they want to the match to go on.
1: I mean, the Australians and probably South Africans are always uh, up for changes. Like They are the one who went with the pink ball cricket, test cricket yeah. in day night and everything. But the rule has to be made for ICC, where uh, these teams have to lobby that, hey, we want this change for everyone. And same with DRS, there was a lot of resistance initially. Now, every team, including Indians, are up for it.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, Indians have always resisted any new things. DRS, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Dhoni and then Srinivasan Vashan, that uh, rhinoceros. So, he was actually, they, so they, were, they were, I mean, extremely adamant for not using it. And what Dhoni was saying, it is not 100% perfect. Yeah. I mean, what is 100% perfect? But I just so sometimes never get uh, their logic and for this also pink ball cricket they said that no we don't want to play because we have never practiced but many teams that they have never practiced but they came to australia they played so these sort of things india really need to get little bit more flexible i guess
1: yeah the, it is not 100 perfect but it's better than the guys who are seeing live on the ground itself it's better than those two human beings the, india i think paid the price for that the, there were some few bad decisions in subsequent series before they agreed to go for yeah. the DRS finally
0: so interestingly i mean uh, whenever you see india opposing these changes in the game and uh, later when india adopts them we do exceedingly well at those so be it drs i think ashwin never got it right how <laughs> kohli gets it right it's so, as good uh, as when t20 was introduced we had mocked even t20 and if it was not uh, icl india would not have an ipl also and we sent a very uh, rudimentary team for the World Cup. And it was just sheer luck that we won the World Cup. And then it just took off in India.
1: In theory, I think England should have opposed the most. I think initially that was the case. Because cricket originated from there. And it should be always done in an English way. <laughs> and uh, But England suffered after that. There were 20,000, 15,000 people in the stadium to watch test match. And they were in a really bad situation before this recent adaptation came. And uh, they have a good team now, and a lot of people are cheering for them in the ground themselves. Uh, I remember they did not even play day-night matches till, uh, I think, 1999 World Cup in Bristol. I I can understand the weather, because it gets foggy in the evening. But uh, they always preferred day cricket, white white shirt, one-day matches when the day night was introduced, introduced back in 1992, I think in Australia. Yeah, there were so many matches in India, 1996 World Cup, which were day night.
0: Okay. So I have got one very important uh, point to discuss, and uh, I would want you guys to be frank and honest regarding this. So now that uh, India has won this series in Australia, I mean, this is like the crowning glory for uh, Kohli and Ravi Shastri. So evidently there will be biopics on both of them. So who do you guys see playing the role of uh, Ravi Shastri in his biopic? He's not alive today, but I would like Kishore Mukherjee to play,
1: I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: you never developed that big tummy,
1: right? Oh, yeah. That's correct. But I think makeup artist can do wonders. You need the
0: feeling. You need the accent. You need the pace of voice, whatever it is. And uh, gems like uh, balls are in the mouth. And-,
1: and regarding Virat Kohli, I don't know, and somebody really has to be aggressive. I mean,
2: he himself is a good candidate. For- yeah, I was thinking that. Easy. And for
0: Ravi Sastri, I was thinking maybe Bowman Irani. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good choice. Actually, yeah, yeah. both yeah. have got almost similar height and buildups. Also, yeah.
2: you just not need to make Bowman Irani drunk, and then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we have a lead actress ready always uh, against yeah. Koli. <laughs> yeah, I mean Koli and uh, Anushka Sharma could play themselves in their biopic. Yes. Wow! What a great idea. Let's get it patented, man. Tell it to somebody before somebody steals it.
1: But <laughs> well, I would really want the world to wait till probably next five six years because these days biopics are coming up, even
0: if, even before they are at the top of their careers or achievements, right? So what do you want to say? Modi ji has not yet reached his pinnacle as a prime minister. You are insulting our beloved prime minister. What do you want to ask? Had he made it large? <laughs> <laughs> As he made it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely made it large. <laughs> I think I think he makes large thrice a day. <laughs> for each session. One large waiting for him.
1: Yeah. When speaking of biopics, I don't know. Uh, did you like the recent ones of Azar or Dhoni or Sachin? Um, Azar is definitely is not really a
2: man. A ch- classic movie. was I, 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 that was a typical Imran Hasmi. uh, What is that uh, series he makes generally? Uh, Jannath. I felt like it's Jannath 3. Azar is Jannath (laughs) 3.
1: Yeah, he's into cricket a lot. Yeah,
2: why did you watch Azar? I mean, what I I mean, I didn't even watch. I mean, from trailer itself, you can clearly feel. I (laughs) want to know what have
1: they shown uh, Azruddin as. Was he? really playing an innocent guy
0: or oh, what I have read is that uh, they made it uh, appear as if Azhar did all of this uh, fixing stuff to protect uh, the youngsters from the vice who oh. so sacrificed himself his career his morality towards saving the youngsters man. man that's a win-win situation oh
2: I just can't believe these guys I mean <laughs> having I promotion so I just b- believe that uh, uh, he was supporting that movie. Who azar came for those movie promotions yeah. along with Imran Asmi. Of course, of course. Yeah, apparently they
1: made it to uh, made it together. I mean, azar was from the first day. He was coaching him. He was actually consulted for the story also. So it, what uh, whatever information I have, it seems uh, it was from Azar's perspective rather than a neutral point of view. Yeah.
0: See. Which biopic in India do
1: you think has been from a neutral perspective? name one well I, I i'm not sure about neutral but i can always say something from the opposite perspective about the recent movie <laughs> that is coming up
0: Are you uh, about accidental prime minister
1: yes i'm referring to that so did he uh, i heard that uh, manmohan singh initially said okay go ahead make a movie on that then apparently he didn't talk to him after the movie no, was so
0: i have read the book and uh, the book sorry not the movie yeah so when the book had come at that time also when Mohan Singh and his family had uh, denounced it and they said that a lot of stuff in this mentioned uh, is not true at all. But I don't know.
1: So, yeah, uh, It has been always controversial, but I think the timing is right uh, for the opposition. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, um, but see, whatever, see any movie, it will never be as good as the biopic of our dear beloved PM Modi. <laughs> I don't even know what's the plot. Does it have like 18 hours of work and stuff? Yeah, Vivek Obra is going to work 18 hours a day.
2: See, finally, Vivek Vivek Obra will not, uh, I mean, he doesn't need to pay income tax for next 5 to 10 years. So he's happy. If you are making a movie on Fakir, then he.
0: Yeah, he won't be paid.
1: (laughs) It's the national cause. Uh, Have you seen the tagline? It's the most patriotic something, right?
0: He'll work 18 hours a day. He'll not be paid and he'll not take a single day's leave.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Add on to some on-site
0: opportunities. On that uh, happy note, let's uh, end this uh, episode today. And uh, let's hope that India's fortunes continue to shine in the upcoming one-day series as well. Thank you, gentlemen.
1: Thank you, everyone. Bye, guys.